guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is an episode today that's going to be kind of random and it essentially is just a Q&A episode. I asked for questions on my Instagram actually for a YouTube video but got so many questions and I thought it would actually be fun to answer some on Instagram, some on here, and then some on YouTube. And the biggest reason why this is the kind of episode that it is today is just because I've been in the process of moving and also just getting married here soon and so just being fully transparent lining up things with guests and doing a lot of kind of more formal episodes is just not as plausible given the circumstances and so I just kind of wanted to take the next you know episodes to really just focus on things that are just solo episode topics that I can do alone and so I thought that this Q&A would be good just to answer a lot of just different questions, things on kind of adulting, things on my faith, things on this new phase of life I'm getting into, just a lot of different things. And I thought that it would just be kind of chill if this is, you know, a more casual episode that you just listen to while you're hanging out. I actually always get feedback from people who say that they like episodes that are more like these as opposed to things that are really formal. So if you guys like the formal ones, they will be coming in the near future just for now. And, you know, my priorities right now, this is just kind of how it works. But I personally love listening to podcast episodes like this that are just more, I don't know, I think I balance kind of listening to educational things and then also listening to just more relaxing things when I'm cleaning my room or something like that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I also wanted to say thanks to everyone for asking questions. I always ask on my Instagram. It's just at Michelle Reed. If you guys want to follow me on there, I'm pretty active on Instagram, I would say. I'm the most active on Instagram stories. I don't do as many in-feed posts just because I'm not really a big picture taker, honestly. I don't take a lot of like aesthetic photos, but I think Instagram stories are fun just for keeping up with people. So one of the questions that I got was a tip for finding an apartment in a big city. And I get this question a lot because I lived in New York City for almost four years, I believe. And when we were there, we always used StreetEasy. It's a really awesome website where you can just track and filter for your price range, how many bedrooms you want, the neighborhood you want. And it's really awesome because they actually allow you to set up kind of alerts. So when something comes up that is in your price range that it works for you, you can just hit the bell button and it'll notify you anytime an apartment comes up that fits your search, which is really great for a place like New York City where apartments go pretty quick it's useful to kind of stay on top of the market and know what's going on. So we would always use that. I know you can also use a realtor. They'll probably take a cut, but you can also probably get a better apartment if you do it that way. Here in Dallas, it was just a little bit different because the market isn't as fast paced. So you kind of just look at buildings and there are always available units. And so the one that we looked at, it was actually a pretty popular one. And Apartments don't really come up very often in it because it's a place that people really like to settle down in. It's just a really nice building, just a very kind of family-oriented building. And so we happened to find a place there and really liked it, but they didn't have a lot of available units. So for Dallas, we kind of just looked on apartments.com and then I just searched different buildings and kind of read reviews. And then if the building had mostly really great reviews, you would go ahead and reach out to the leasing agent and then they would just show us a few units within the building. It was a lot nicer than in New York City. You just see the unit that you're going to get and there's pressure to lease it right then and there. But it's nice because here there are just a lot more open units so you kind of have time to look around you can see a lot of different units you can see if it's something that you like and there's just a lot less pressure another big thing in dallas 
you just have to pay a lot less up front. You pay your security deposit, sometimes some other application charges and whatnot, but it's nowhere near what I had to pay in New York City, which included a broker fee, your security deposit, usually like your first month's rent, and then maybe some other stuff too. So it was really nice. It's just a lot easier to lease something here, and obviously it's more affordable, but that was generally my experience leasing in both Dallas and New York City, which I would say are both two kind of larger cities. I got a question about any advice for insomnia. I have a hard time sleeping. So this is something that I've talked about here and there. I actually dealt pretty severely with insomnia in college where I went so many nights, y'all, without getting proper sleep. I had so much trouble falling asleep or I would wake up in the middle of the night and not be able to go back to sleep and it was awful. I actually got my blood drawn to make sure everything was going all right, but I think I was just stressed. And something that I realized about myself I am heavily impacted by my environment when I sleep. If I'm sleeping somewhere that isn't cool, dark, safe, comfortable, if I don't have like my own space, it is very hard for me to sleep. And I think in college, I dealt with this a lot because I was sharing a room with someone and it was very difficult to kind of have my nighttime routine when you also have someone else's routine that may be wildly different than your own. And so it was always really hard for me to sleep. And I would say the thing that made it better, for one, just having my own room, that's pretty simply. Another thing that helped a lot was just having a normal sleep routine, going to bed at the same time, making sure that I do the same thing before I go to bed. I know a lot of people say don't look at electronics, don't watch things, but I actually feel like when I watch something that really takes my mind off, especially now with everything going on, um, and just like horrific news. Sometimes it's nice at night to watch something that's just lighthearted to kind of help ease your mind before going to bed because otherwise it can be really hard when you're just reading the news about everything going on. So I think another thing, I used to take melatonin. I try not to take melatonin anymore because I've really kind of started to shift away from medicating problems right away and trying to kind of fix them naturally. I usually diffuse lavender in my room. That's a big thing that I do. And yeah, just having like a comfortable night routine. I think in college, a big reason why I had trouble sleeping was I genuinely feared going to bed. And I think anyone who has struggled with sleep pretty severely has the same fear where you associate sleep with struggling, you associate it with stress because you can't sleep. And it's just this cycle where if you keep seeing sleep in that light, then you're going to fear it and you're not going to want to go to bed. And so I would really hate going to bed and I would dread it and it was slowly a process to where I had to show myself that like sleep isn't a bad thing it's literally like you're talking to a toddler and you show them that this is good for you and you know make it something you want to do so make sure you cultivate a healthy sleep routine and that has helped me a lot do you believe in saving your first kiss for marriage so I got this question and I think that sometimes people find my content without knowing me and my faith I am personally waiting till marriage but not in terms of kissing I kissed Aiden actually he kissed me I think a month into us hanging out so we definitely didn't save that I think that could work for you I'm not here to say the biblical basis of anything in terms of kissing before marriage I think it could be really special, but for me, I just wouldn't feel comfortable saving my first kiss for marriage. But I know that that is totally something that people do. Actually, our photographer who took our engagement picture, she did that with her husband, which I think is really incredible. For me, it takes me, 
a very long time to feel comfortable with someone, especially in an intimate way that I would be just a little bit nervous saving absolutely everything for marriage in terms of kissing too. So that's just me, but you do you, you know your heart, you know what God has led you to do. So I think you have to make that decision. If money weren't an issue and you could live anywhere other than New York or Texas, where would you live? I personally have always wanted to live in Charleston. Charleston was my favorite place we've ever been to. Aiden and I both really love Charleston. And I don't know if this is true, but someone told us that in Charleston, none of the buildings can be higher than the church steeples, which I just think is really cool. And we noticed that when we were there, all the buildings are very low and it just seems like a really beautiful historic area. And then you also have the beach, the weather would be nice. And the people were just really friendly when we were there. So I think I would live there. I don't know. I think there might be another place that we would live too. We've always wanted to visit New Mexico and Santa Fe. And right now we're really in like a ranch phase where we would love to own a ranch or a farm like down the road and do that. So maybe somewhere out West, I don't know. I'm not opposed to moving somewhere else, but for now, I'm really excited about Dallas. Have you ever been in a sketchy situation in New York City? So I got this question and I wanted to answer it because it's just something that I realized literally the other day. I have always felt extremely safe in New York City and it's the only place I felt I could walk around alone in a big city by myself and not be nervous and it's really sad that that's something that we say, especially just as a woman, it can be really tough. But yeah, there are very few instances where I felt unsafe in New York City. There was a time when I know my fiance Aiden, he was actually followed going through the subway cars and he would switch cars and this guy would just keep following him. And so I remember that happened. For me, I just can't even really think of anything. I mean, there have been instances where someone has tried to talk to me and I felt unsafe or... There was one time a guy was just kind of harassing me on the subway one time. But besides that, there really wasn't any instance where I felt unsafe. And I think the biggest part of the reason why is because there are so many people in New York City. There's just always someone around and people are really willing to help in New York City. So I really have never felt that way. I mean, I would walk around at night by myself and just felt completely safe. So I'm really thankful that it was like that. In terms of living here, like I personally would not feel comfortable walking around Dallas by myself. That was just something the other day. I think I ran to grab food in Dallas somewhere and just didn't really feel comfortable walking around like downtown, downtown by myself. That's just me personally, but I just think it's cool in New York. There's definitely that safety factor there. I got a question if we will see more Aiden in videos once you guys move. So I get this question a lot and it's something that I've talked about here and there and while we were dating I pretty much kept a lot of our relationship very private. It's just something that I really value. I had been in a relationship before that was very public and just didn't really like how that went about and I've gone back and forth about how much I want to include him in it and it's not because he doesn't want to be in it but I've just learned being online that there's so much of my life, like personally, just me, that's public, that it is very nice and just kind of sacred having something that is not very public and we will never be like a couple vloggers channel. I think naturally he will be more in my videos here and there, but it's not going to be 
a sense of we are doing this and him talking, that kind of thing. So I still think it's going to be pretty similar to how my content is now. He will be working from home when we first get married for a while. So I think that he'll naturally be in them more, but it's never going to be us vlogging together. So I know that makes people sad, but it's just something that I've learned being online. And I know a lot of people put their relationships online, but it's just something that is very personal to me and something that I prefer to keep more private. I got a question about how I integrate him into my family successfully. And I think this is a good question because no one really talks about as you move through the dating phase, your boyfriend, girlfriend kind of becomes more involved in your life and in terms of your family. And my family has always been very just welcoming and friendly. They've never made any of our significant others feel like they couldn't come to things. Yeah, he's just always been accepted. I think that he naturally fit well with my family and they love him and he just adds, you know, a different flair to the family. So they really like him. There was no sense of me forcing him to come to events or being like, let's invite Aiden. He needs to be part of the family. It just kind of naturally happened one thing led to another and then now especially while we're engaged he's just been here so much that it has been really sweet leading up to getting married that he's just spent a lot of time with my family because my family is really important and i think that that's the same way that i am with his family as well i remember when we were dating it was our first year of dating they actually invited me to go to hawaii with them which just meant a lot for me because i think that as a family it can be hard to let in someone new but they have just always been really open. I'm always invited on vacations and I think that that's a big part. It's just that sense of welcoming someone in and it can be hard when your parents or your family don't like your significant other. I've never dealt with that personally but I know that that is something that people deal with and I can't imagine how hard it would be trying to kind of integrate someone when they're not accepted. So don't really have any advice on that. And advice for moving in with your boyfriend, significant other, important things to talk about. So we have waited to move in together, which is probably the thing that I get the most comments about is the fact that I didn't live with him before. I know a lot of people think it's extremely naive, think that it's not smart. You need to test the waters before you live with someone or before you marry someone and to each his own. I would just say, if that's the way you want to do it, that is the way you want to do it. There's no judgment. I would just ask for no judgment on my part for doing it this way, but I can't tell you how exciting it's been kind of preparing to living with a boy for the first time after just always living with girls and like roommates or living alone, whatever. We've been prepping our apartment and just slowly moving things in. There's just this really sweet anticipation for kind of starting a new life with someone. And I think for me personally, you know, having that in the confines of marriage, there's just this sense of trust and compassion and just dependability that I think you know, you really get from marriage that makes that whole process just a lot kind of smoother. And it's just been really sweet. So I don't have any tips from personal experience in terms of advice because we don't live together. But I guess things that we talked about, we have kind of talked about chores that we like and we're trying to kind of balance who does what those things i think that naturally when you move in together you'll learn those things too but for instance for me i really like cleaning 
in terms of deep cleaning and you know vacuuming scrubbing the floors disinfecting like I love that and every time I lived with roommates it's always been my jam because it's very therapeutic for me like listening to a podcast doing that I'm a type one on the Enneagram so I just I love bringing order to things not to say that I don't really like picking up after someone but I like to like clean things versus he really likes to like wash dishes I don't know if he really likes to but he doesn't mind washing dishes and so you know, I would rather cook dinner, something I like, and he will clean up the dishes. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there are things that we like that we've kind of talked through balancing. It'll be a lot different with him working from home. We'll both be working from home, but that was a big reason why we got our apartment because there was plenty of space. It was a very just bright, homey apartment, and we were willing to spend a little bit more to have a place that just felt very comfortable, especially if we were both working from home. We are also both, I would say, leaning towards more introverted. I think I'm a little bit more introverted than he is, but that all that to say, we really like having some alone time, and so we have activities that we like to do alone. It's a big reason why my YouTube stuff that I do, my Instagram stuff, is largely something that I just do on my own. It's because that's my time to be alone, versus he has things that he likes to do alone. And so that's another thing we've kind of talked about before moving in together because it can be really exciting when you're getting married, spending all this time with someone, but it's extremely healthy to also have, you know, things that you enjoy to do separately. I also got a question about managing finances. And I think that this is another thing that we kind of play to our strengths. So for me, I'm a lot more in tune with just like day-to-day budgeting stuff in terms of, okay, this is how much we allot to spending in this category. This is how much our combined income is. This is how much our taxes are. And just covering bills and small things like that, that is something that I would say I have a strength in just because I'm more meticulous with small details versus he is just a lot more in tune with investing, retirement, kind of the long-term strategy of money which I don't know as much about I mean when we were dating he really helps me with my personal investments because I just didn't know a lot about them and that is something that he is going to handle in terms of those things and just kind of taxes those things because I don't like those as much and he's just better at them so that's kind of how we're planning our finances we plan on doing a combined account I know that people prefer to do separate accounts, but we just prefer to kind of have, we just spent a lot of time in our engagement really talking about money because it is one of the biggest reasons why people get divorced. It has to do with financial things. And so I think that there's a sort of just transparency that you ought to have before you get married with your significant other about money and your relationship with money, your spending habits. I mean, just practically how much money you have saved and just kind of your viewpoint on it, because I think that those are things that are really important, especially if you are going to have a combined account, you need to kind of know how this other person spends their money, because that's a big source of conflict, as I've heard from other people. So another one that I get pretty often now is, how does Aiden feel being so far from his family now that you're living in Texas? His family actually just moved, so they used to live in Boston, but now they're in Vermont, and they travel a lot more than my family does, And that means that his mom does business in Dallas, so she's in Dallas pretty often. And there's just more options for seeing them. I mean, obviously with the pandemic, we can't travel back and forth as much as we otherwise would. But I think down the road, if we are still here, we will see them very frequently. 
especially just because we really like to visit his family and we're still very close with his family and I love them. I love seeing them. They are awesome. And it's also just nice when you're visiting family, visiting somewhere so different because before, even when we were in New York, we would have to travel to see them. So it wasn't as if moving to Dallas was totally removing us from his family. Like either way, we would have to travel to see them. And so I hope that makes sense. We still see them a lot and I really love them a lot. What are you the most excited about and nervous about for the big move? While we were dating, it was always him dropping me off at the end of the night. He would walk me home. We'd say goodbye and he would drop me off and leave. And just the thought of getting to stay with him and never having to be dropped off or whatever is just a really exciting, sweet thing that I really have looked forward to and I cannot wait for that. I think that the thing I'm most nervous about, and it's not even nervous, but the thing that has been kind of the hardest has been fully furnishing an entire apartment because honestly it is so expensive to buy that much furniture at once and we are also buying a car and trying to put a significant amount of money down on the car to kind of avoid a higher payment we're also buying a used car so but it has just been a lot of money up front and I think that that's been the toughest part just furnishing a whole place and I don't know I never used to realize how much you kind of want to have the perfect home and there's just so many YouTube videos and Pinterest things about, you know, the perfect living room, the perfect kitchen, the perfect this. And I've really just been tempted to kind of idolize people's homes after doing all this. And I've had to take a step back and realize that we are literally doing our entire place and we have nothing. And so it is obviously going to take a little bit of time and that's okay. And it doesn't have to look like something out of, you know, a Pinterest something. So that's kind of where I'm at. It hasn't made me nervous, I would say, but it has been something that's just kind of tough in terms of not getting jealous and kind of testing my own heart and making sure that I am okay with the bare bones. How do you deal with being away from friends due to COVID? This has been <laughs> very hard. I really haven't seen any of my friends because most of my friends are actually in New York. I've never been someone who had a huge friend group, but I do have a really close friend. I do have a few really close friends. My friend Rose, my friend Carson, my friend Isabel, they're all in New York. They're not here. So it's been really tough. We've been FaceTiming a lot, which has helped. My friend Isabel actually just got married and I couldn't be there and it was really sad. Yeah, it's been really tough. And I actually don't have a ton of friends here in Dallas either. Most of the people that I know are from high school and we're just not super close or anything. And so it'll be weird making new friends here, especially during a pandemic. So probably won't even be happening, but it's a good thing I'm getting married because I will be very entertained learning how to live with someone for the first time. So yeah, it's been really difficult. I think that FaceTiming helps just knowing that they're still there, even if I really love my friendship with Rose specifically because we have been friends since like sixth grade, I think. And we just have one of those friendships where even if we don't talk for a little bit, I feel like when we start, it just feels just like when we left off. And I think that those are the kinds of friendships that are really sweet and just good to hold for the long term because she has always just been probably my best friend throughout my life and just a really good, you know, person to support and to be supported by. How have you gotten past this quarantine slump? I definitely resonate with the whole quarantine slump concept because 
I've been here since March. I haven't left. I've just been here in Texas, especially moving back home. I think that that's a whole different thing. It's just living at home for the first time and it kind of feeling like how it did in high school, but it's a little bit different. It's just weird. Like no one talks about how weird and different it is. We are all on different schedules in my family and Jamie's working from home. My dad works from home a decent amount. He goes into the office every now and then, but he's home a decent amount. My brother's home, my sister-in-law's home, Charlotte's home, and my mom's home. So there's just a lot of us at home at once. And I still kind of feel like I'm in a slump. Getting the apartment has been really nice because as we furnish it, we can actually kind of stay there more and more before we move in together. And so I have just been going over there to work, to kind of be in a new environment. And it's obviously safe. We don't have to come into contact with anyone when we're actually going to our apartment. Like you don't even have to go through the lobby. You can just park on your floor, which is nice, and go into your apartment. So I've spent a lot of time there just kind of trying to get a change of scenery. I think as much as you can get a change of scenery is really helpful, even if that's just going for a walk alone, going for a little picnic by yourself, going for a drive. That helps a lot, but in terms of content, I've been in such a slump because I have no idea what to do besides vlogs, and I think it's kind of worked out having the move and getting married because a lot of my content revolves around that, and it's just something new, but in terms of after we get married and the place is all ready, I don't really know what I'm going to do next because it's definitely a weird time to be creating stuff, so I think my biggest hope would just be trying to kind of get into new environments and you know, reading, listening to new things, watching new things. And even if you're living at home and you're living in maybe your old childhood bedroom, if I was going to be here for a long amount of time, I definitely would have gone ahead and kind of redid my room and tried to make it more like the person that I am today, which I actually love my room at home. I love how it's pink and it just makes me feel really nostalgic. So I don't mind it, but I think that you can really have a lot of creativity boosted if you actually redid the space that you're in because like I said a big environment person and it really helps me to have you know a new environment to work in. I've gotten a lot of questions about children and I just want to say that I'm 22 years old and I do not have any plans to have children anytime soon and I don't really have an age either. I really plan on just focusing on being married and enjoying my marriage for a long amount of time because I'm really excited for it but I don't think you can ever fully know exactly when you're gonna have kids but probably in our late 20s maybe like 28 that's how old my mom was when she started having kids and I just think it worked out pretty well maybe like 27 maybe 29 maybe 30 <laughs> I don't know I just don't really know how that's gonna work out then but we do want to have three or more kids so probably somewhere around that time frame, but I have not even thought about kids. And even having nieces and nephews makes me realize how much work children are, and they're so fun, and they're a blessing from God, but they are definitely a lot of work. And so I don't know if I am at the point in my life where I'm unselfish enough to have kids. So that's my answer on that. Any advice for those who are waiting for marriage that are currently single? And I wanted to answer this because I actually get asked this a lot and it's usually questions about boundaries, but I don't even think it's like a boundaries questions, but I think just know from experience now, and I'm just going to talk about this because I don't really talk about this stuff a lot, but it has made it so incredibly exciting leading up to getting married and especially just in this time frame that we're at right now. I am so excited and after getting to know this person for the course of our dating and getting to 
listen to his heart and just know him better. And there's just this intense sense of reliability and trust. And especially just going through all of this with the pandemic and everything, I cannot tell you how much that crosses over into attraction in that way as well. In it, I can just say, even though I can't fully say because not married yet, but I wouldn't have done it any other way. I get a lot of questions about if I think it's worth it. And every time I talk about this, I feel like some people kind of question if it's actually something that, you know, is good. They say you should test the waters, whatever. And I just think that everyone's different. I'm not judging anyone who decides to do things differently. I think that everyone is different. And so this is just me, you know, speaking from my experience. I'm going to answer this question because obviously this person is doing the same, but it's been really worth it. And I think that if you want to do it with your significant other, if you want to wait, that it can be really special and even, you know, detached from religion. Obviously, there is a religious implication for doing this, and that was the main reason why we were. But even if you aren't religious, it has really made us focus on developing our emotional relationship while dating to now focusing on the physical part once we get married in terms of that aspect. So I don't know how to explain this. I I don't have any fears that I should have done it earlier. I don't have any fears that, you know, we should have tested things out before to make sure we were secure. Like those aren't reasons that I would not get married to the man who I know God has placed in my life to marry. And that's just as simple as it is. So I'm really excited. My advice would just know that it's worth it. Um, You can put whatever boundaries you want to in place. I think that everyone's different in terms of boundaries. So I'm not going to say you should do this. You shouldn't do this. But this is just my personal experience. And I am very freaking excited. I got a lot of questions about pets. And I will say we definitely want a dog. But I think that we want to wait until we have a house because we want to have a yard and we both really like big dogs. And so we want to just have more space. And the dog rent in our apartment building is so expensive. I think up front you had to pay $400 and that was just not something that I wanted to do. So I personally would love to get a cat in the meantime. I actually really like cats. I think that cats are great if you're just home a lot. And my brother Derek actually has a cat and her name is Willow and she acts like a dog and she's the best. And so I have recently been obsessed with ragdoll cats. I think that they're so cute. And I think that working from home, it would be so nice just to have an animal. And I think that cats can just live with a dog later on. Like, I don't think there's any problem with getting a cat and then later on getting a dog. Maybe I'm wrong, but I would love to get a cat. But Aiden does not love cats as much. He's much more of a dog person. But I think if I find the right one, he would come around. So I will keep you guys updated. Any reason you don't sell merch? I feel like you could. I I don't know. I have kind of thought of the idea of doing some sort of merch and have done a few things with brands to where I've kind of seen my power to sell and see if it would be a smart thing, but I am so intimidated with not wanting to create something that just isn't nice quality and then also wanting to make sure that it was manufactured in an ethical way, wanting to make sure, you know, people are paid right, wanting to make sure that the packaging is right. There are just so many elements that I think you have to get perfect. And I think the person who does this swimmingly, I don't know if that's the right word, is Kristen Johns. Her Kristen made products are beautiful. They don't even look like merch. They're so sweet. Everything I've ordered from her comes in the most beautiful packaging. I believe she makes them in California. So they're just here in the US. And 
I would want to do something like that to where it didn't feel like merch, but the reason why I haven't done it is just because I have not researched it enough. It's as simple as that. I think a lot of people think I'm very productive and goal-oriented, but that's just one of those things where I would love to do, but I just don't know the practical way to do it because I definitely wouldn't want to get something that was, you know, made overseas, cheaply made, and just wasn't a quality product. So maybe in the future, if you guys want to let me know what you would like, that would be very helpful. But for now, maybe in the future. What advice and tips would you give to college students with all online classes in the fall? This is so rough. I've heard about a lot of colleges going fully online. I think it's all colleges. I don't know any that are in person, but I can't imagine how tough that is. I saw some sororities are doing like virtual recruitment and I'm just so sorry if you're in college right now and you have to do this because I know in college, the very few online classes that I took, I did not focus in them. I didn't really take them seriously and I did well in them, but I didn't feel like I actually learned a lot just because there's so much value to sitting in person, listening to your professor. And not all that to say that, you know, your college isn't worth it right now because I don't think that's true, but you just have to make sure you're extra engaged with what you're learning and to force yourself to kind of go beyond and research it and not just listen to your lectures, read whatever, like go above and beyond to find outside sources and to really educate yourself beyond just your online classes. And I'm pretty sure now colleges probably have some pretty sophisticated kind of software to do everything to where it's not just you watching your professor then taking a test where you can Google and try to find the answers because I know that's a big concern with online classes, but just making sure you're focused, have a routine don't do it in your bed get a desk if you don't have one just order a cheap desk and really make a nice workspace to do it and yeah i think that that's the best tips i have it's going to be interesting to see but you might actually end up that you you might actually realize that you actually really like it though i think that a lot of people really enjoy online classes and they have a good time in them so be optimistic do you miss aspects of your old job for sure. I think the biggest thing that I miss and actually isn't going on right now is just being around other people. It was so nice just commuting and sitting with the same people every day at work. And I really grew very close with my friends at work. We aren't as close now just because I don't work there anymore. And so I'm not interacting with them as much, but it was so much fun just getting lunch with them and then going to, you know, parties with your coworkers and just celebrating. I just love those things. I think that the social aspect was my most favorite part and obviously just a sense of satisfaction when you complete a project and your boss tells you that you did a good job. There's that sense of, oh, you're doing this right, which I think is very hard to get when you're self-employed, when you don't necessarily congratulate yourself. I think that's a big part. We worked in a WeWork whenever I had my job, so it was nice just getting, you know, the coffee, having a really pretty city view. Our office was really beautiful, and so I miss those aspects. But yeah, there are a lot of parts about it that I do miss, and I will think about them all the time and have been nothing but grateful for my experience there because it was really fun. Do you think you'll chop your hair after your wedding? I definitely have considered this because if you guys don't know all my YouTube videos, I think I've talked about this more, but ever since dealing with iron deficiency, my hair has been shedding a lot. It might be also due to stress too, but my hair is falling out a lot and not necessarily in clumps, but it's called telogen effluvium. It's basically just when your hair follicles like 
shorten the lifespan and so they fall out faster and that's been my hair my eyebrows my eyelashes not fun but with that i just feel like now that my hair has grown a lot while it's also falling out it has gotten really thin and just stringy and i would really like to chop off a decent amount of it i haven't got my hair done since december and so it would be really interesting if i did but i've been waiting till after we get married because i want to have a lot of hair to do my wedding hair but i don't know i'm thinking about it i've never really done a drastic chop and just with it falling out i'm half scared that it's just not going to grow back which is an irrational fear because it definitely will for the home what is worth the splurge and what should you spend less on so for us personally we actually just went about and we did a whole budget for our furniture so how much we want to spend on our couch how much we wanted to spend on our desks how much we wanted to spend on our bed kind of the big furniture pieces and so far the thing we spent the most on has been our couch we were trying to find one that was under 2000 and it was so hard to find a quality couch because we wanted a sectional and we just couldn't find one so we finally found one that was a little bit above our price range but was really nice quality it was actually i think a deal for what it was because it's a very nice couch we got it from weirs which is a dfw furniture store and we love it but now we're trying to find you know a less expensive kitchen table and kitchen chairs because we spent more on the couch and for me i am really trying to buy facebook marketplace stuff so things that people are just selling online that have been like gently used and I feel comfortable buying wood stuff that's used sometimes with fabric or a couch I think it can be a little iffy just because you don't know if there's bed bugs or something like that I don't know that's just stuff that makes me more paranoid but with wood I guess bed bugs could get in wood but in my mind it just seems like it's more you could see if it's clean when it's wood so we found a really nice kitchen table that I might buy off Facebook Marketplace. I'm trying to see. It was a really good price. Our desks we got from World Market, I believe. So they were a little less expensive. And then our bed frame, I don't remember where we got it from, but it was very cheap. It was not anything nice. And so there are some things that we want to splurge on being, you know, a couch, maybe our TV or rugs, things that we want to have for a long time. But I think that desks and bedding and that stuff, you kind of switch out. So that's just how, that is just how we did it. That's not how everyone needs to do it though, by any means, but I think it's important just to kind of see. And once you go to different furniture stores, you can see price ranges and see, okay, what's a quality couch I can get for the lowest price possible that isn't cheap. And that's kind of just an experience that we had. And this last question I wanted to answer because I think it's really sweet, but it is what are some of your simple joys? And I think it's a really cute question and not one that I get asked a lot. So some of my favorite simple joys are definitely for one, the first sip of iced coffee where it's extra cold, it's not watered down, especially when it's like a fresh cold brew from a nice coffee shop that's not watered down. That is one of my simple joys that I love. The other day, Aiden and I went to White Rock Lake in Dallas and we were just watching the sunset on this pier and that was a simple joy. It was absolutely beautiful and we were just kind of giddy because we had gotten our couch and we were slowly putting our place together and just felt really happy and so that was another simple joy. The feeling when you finish a project that you've worked for so long on and you put in the extra work and it's done and you just feel satisfied with yourself. 
that is definitely a simple joy. Even just driving with a podcast that is really hitting exactly how you want it to hit. And you just have the aux on, you got your AC on, maybe you got a sunroof open if you're not an AC person. And you're just driving, maybe you're on the highway, maybe you're going 70 miles per hour and you just feel great. I think that that's another simple joy. Recently, I used to be a big, you know, on Saturday mornings, I would just go be really productive. But I have been sleeping in drinking my coffee and then just organizing my room and kind of making a plan but just going really slow maybe watching some youtube while i'm doing it just slow saturday mornings have been really nice for me and really make me look forward to the weekend because before i just used to be so go 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 on the weekend that it didn't really feel different than a weekday because i was so busy but now I've just been taking it slow and it's been super nice. So that is where I'm going to end off this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this Q&A episode. Let me know if you think I should do more of them. If you like them, I would love to know. And I just hope you guys are having a great start to the week. You're listening to this on a Monday. So I would just encourage you to make it a good one and just know that you are in control of your thoughts. You're in control of what you consume. And if you want to make it a good week, you just got to make sure that you focus on the right things. So I love you guys. I'm thankful for you guys. And I'll see you guys or talk to you guys in my next episode. Bye friends. (laughs) 